I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I have developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. Now, we're reading the Old Testament chronologically. The books of Chronicles, First and Second Chronicles, were written for the exiles with a history of, uh, of the Davidic line and the history of Judah. In Second Samuel, we find the history of the uh, reign of King David. So today we'll be looking at 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 1 through 10, and all of 1 Chronicles chapters 11 and 12. In 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, and 1 Chronicles chapter 11, verses 1 through 3, we find that David becomes king of Israel. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 1. Then came all the tribes of Israel to David and to Hebron and spake, saying, Behold, we are thy bone and thy flesh. Also in time past, when Saul was king over us, thou wast he that leddest out and broughtest in Israel. And the Lord said to thee, Thou shalt feed my people Israel, and thou shalt be a captain over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king to Hebron, and King David made a league with them in Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. David was thirty years old when he began to reign, and he reigned forty years. In Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months. And in Jerusalem, he reigned thirty and three years over all Israel and Judah. Now, the same account over in First Chronicles chapter 11, verses 1 through 3. Verse 1. Then all Israel gathered themselves to David and to Hebron, saying, Behold, we are thy bone and thy flesh. And moreover, in time past, even when Saul was king, thou wast he that leddest out and broughtest in Israel, and the Lord thy God said unto thee, Thou shalt feed my people Israel, and thou shalt be ruler over my people Israel. Therefore came all the elders of Israel to the king to Hebron, and David made a covenant with him in Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel according to the word of the Lord by Samuel. So here we see that David is crowned king of Israel. It takes place at Hebron where he rules over a portion of Israel for seven and a half years, not the whole thing. We also see confirmation of that in Second Samuel chapter 5, verse 5. Now, actually, according to Second Samuel 2, it was just the tribe of Judah that made him king initially. Saul's grandson, Ishobeth, was appointed king over the rest of Israel. We get our bearings here from Second Samuel chapter 2, verse 10, where it says, Ishobeth, Saul's son, was 40 years old when he began to reign over Israel and reigned two years. But the house of Judah followed David. Now, there's a lapse of five and a half years here between the death of Ishobeth in 2 Samuel chapter 4, verses 1 through 12, until the northern tribe comes to David to take him as king over them as well. This action seems to be prompted by the anticipated capture of Jerusalem from the Jebusites. Notice that the northern tribes acknowledge that God had appointed David as king. So it makes you wonder what took them so long to come around and see things David's way. Incidentally, this is David's third anointing as king. Samuel chose and anointed him in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. 
Judah then accepted him as their king, and he was anointed in 2 Samuel chapter 2, verse 2. Now here we have in this passage David being anointed over all Israel to be their king. Sometimes good things just take a while. In 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 6 through 10, and 1 Chronicles chapter 11, verses 4 through 9, we find, let's move into Jerusalem. The Jews move into Jerusalem. It was a Jebusite city prior to this. Verse 6 of 2 Samuel chapter 5. And the king and his men went to Jerusalem to the Jebusites and the inhabitants of the land, which spake unto David, saying, Except thou take away the blind of the lane, thou shalt not come in hither, thinking David cannot come in hither. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion. The same is the city of David. And David said on that day, Whosoever getteth up to the gutter and smiteth the Jebusites and the lame and the blind that are hated of David's soul, he shall be chief and captain. Wherefore they said, The blind and the lame shall not come into the house. So David dwelt in the fort and called it the city of David. And David built round about from Millo and inward. And David went on and grew great, and the Lord God of hosts was with him. Now the same account over in First Chronicles chapter 11, beginning with verse 4. And David and all Israel went to Jerusalem, which is Jebus, where the Jebusites were, the inhabitants of the land. And the inhabitants of Jebus said to David, Thou shalt not come hither. Nevertheless, David took the castle of Zion, which is the city of David. And David said, Whosoever smiteth the Jebusites first shall be chief and captain. So Joab, the son of Zeruiah, went up first and was chief. And David dwelt in the castle, therefore they called it the city of David. And he built the city round about, even from Millo round about, and Joab repaired the rest of the city. So David waxed greater and greater, for the Lord of hosts was with him. Well, the Jebusites live in Jerusalem, and they felt that their city was invincible. Second Samuel chapter 5, verse 8 seems to be the boast of the Jebusites that their city was so secure that it could be defended by lame and blind people. David says, let's go take it. Now, here's where Joab made a name for himself, and he became David's go-to man by taking Jerusalem. So much for invincibility. It appears that perhaps Joab entered the city through their water supply, the gutter, conduit, spout, in 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 8. Obviously, the Jebusites were expecting an assault on the wall instead. Out with the Jebusites and in with the Jews. It became known as the city of David. The city was repaired and David expanded it under his kingdom. This marks the end of the Hebron being the de facto capital of Israel. David has his house built in Jerusalem, and it becomes the new capital, sometimes referred to as Zion. It should be noted, however, the Jebusites were not all driven from Jerusalem at this time. Later in 2 Samuel chapter 24, verses 18 to 25, David buys the property for the new temple from Aranam, a Jebusite. Then we have a listing in chapter 11 of First Chronicles, verses 10 through 47 of David's main guys. Verse 10. These also are the chief of the mighty men whom David had, who strengthened themselves with him in his kingdom and with all Israel to make him king according to the word of the Lord concerning Israel. And this is the number of the mighty men whom David had, 
Joshobiam and Hachmanite, the chief of the captains, he lifted up his spear against three hundred slain by him at one time. And after him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo, the Ahahite, who was one of the three mighties. He was with David at Pazdamim, and there the Philistines were gathered together to battle, where was a parcel of ground full of barley, and the people fled from before the Philistines. And they set themselves in the midst of that parcel and delivered it and slew the Philistines. The Lord saved them by a great deliverance. Now three of the thirty captains went down to the rock of David into the cave of Adullam, and the host of the Philistines encamped in the valley of Rephaim. And David was then in the hold, and the Philistines' garrison was then at Bethlehem. And David longed and said, Oh, that one would give me drink of the water of the wall of Bethlehem that is at the gate. And the three brake through the host of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. But David would not drink of it, but poured it out to the Lord and said, My God forbid it me that I should do this thing. Shall I drink the blood of these men that have put their lives in jeopardy? For with the jeopardy of their lives they brought it. Therefore he would not drink it. These things did these three mightiest. And Abishai, the brother of Joab, he was chief of the three for lifting up his spear against three hundred. He slew them and had a name among the three. Of the three he was more honorable than the two, for he was their captain. Howbeit he attained not to the first three. Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, the son of a valiant man named Kabzael, who had done many acts, he slew two lion-like men of Moab. Also he went down and slew a lion in a pit in a snowy day. And he slew an Egyptian, a man of great stature, five cubits high. And in the Egyptian's hand was a spear like a weaver's beam. And he went down to him with a staff and plucked the spear out of the Egyptian's hand and slew him with his own spear. These things did Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, and had the name among the three mighties. Behold, he was honorable among the thirty, but attained not to the first three, and David set him over his guard. Also the valiant men of the armies were Asahel, the brother of Joab, Elhanan, the son of Dodo of Bethlehem, Shamath, the Herorite, Helaz, the Pelonite, Ira, the son of Ikesh, the Tekoite, Abiazer, the Antithite, Sibachai the Hushathite, Eli the Ahahite, Maharai the Netophathite, Helad the son of Baanam the Netophathite, Ithai the son of Ribai of Gibeah that pertained to the children of Benjamin, Benaiah the Parathonite, Hurai of the brooks of Gaash, Abiel the Arbathite, as Mavith the Baharamite, Eliabah the Shaalbanite, the sons of Hashem the Gizanite, Jonathan the son of Shagi, the Hararite, Ahiam the son of Saker, the Hararite, Eliphal the son of Ur, Hefer the Mecharathite, Ahijah the Pelonite, Hezro the Carmelite, Naarai the son of Ezbai, 
Joel, the brother of Nathan, Mibhar, the son of Hagarai, Zelik, the Ammonite, Naharai, the Berathite, the armor-bearer of Joab, the son of Zeruiah, Ira, the Ithrite, Garib, the Ithrite, Uriah, the Hittite, Zabad, the son of Ali, Adina, the son of Shiza, the Reubenite, a captain of the Reubenites, and thirty with him, Hanan, the son of Maanka, and Joshaphat, the Mithnite, Uzziah, the Ashterathite, Shema, and Jahael, the sons of Hothan, the Ararite, Jediel, the son of Shimrim, and Johah, his brother, the Tizite, Eliel, the Mahavite, and Jerobim, and Joshaviah, the sons of Elnaam, and Ithmah, the Moabite, Eliel, and Obed, and Josiel, the Masaobite. So here we go. When you have a big job and need a good man to take care of it for you, who are you going to call? Well, David had his group of mighty men. Ezra here in First Chronicles adds a few to the list of men also found in Second Samuel chapter 23, verses 8 to 39. An interesting episode is listed here regarding three of David's mighty men that fulfilled his casual wish that he get out of the water from the well at the gate of Bethlehem. These three men risked their lives to retrieve this water for David from behind Philistine enemy lines. Upon their return, David is overwhelmed with this act, but he pours the water out as a drink offering before the Lord, as though it were the drink offering wine of Leviticus chapter 23, verse 13. Now, in chapter 12, we find a listing of some mighty warriors under David. And we'll begin with those fighting men who followed David before Saul's death, verses 1 through 7 here. Now, these are they that came to David to Ziglag, while he yet kept himself close because of Saul, the son of Kish. And they were among the mighty men, helpers of the enemy. These were armed with bows and could use both the right hand and the left in hurling stones and shooting arrows out of a bow even of Saul's brethren of Benjamin. The chief was Ahiazer, then Joash, the sons of Shema'ah, the Gibeathite, and Jeziel and Pelet, the sons of Azmaveth, and Barakah, and Jehu, the Antithite, and Ismael, the Gibeonite, a mighty man among the thirty, and over the thirty, and Jeremiah and Jahaziel, and Johanan, and Josabad, the Gederathite, Eluzai, and Jeremoth, and Baaliah, and Shemariah, and Shephatiah, the Harophite, Elkanah, and Jesiah, and Azrael, and Joezer, and Joshabaim, the Korhites, and Joelah, and Zebadiah, the son of Jeroham of Gedor. Then we find those fighting men who stood with David as he reigned over Judah alone, beginning in verse 8. Verse 8. And of the Gadites, there separated themselves unto David into the hold to the wilderness men of might and men of war fit for the battle. 
that could handle shield and buckler, whose faces were like the faces of lions, and were as swift as the rose upon the mountains. Ezer the first, Obadiah the second, Eliab the third, Mishmana the fourth, Jeremiah the fifth, Atai the sixth, Eliel the seventh, Johanan the eighth, Elzabad the ninth, Jeremiah the tenth, Machbani the eleventh. These were the sons of Gad, captains of the host. One of the least was over an hundred, and the greatest over a thousand. These are they that went over Jordan in the first month, when it had overflown all his banks. And they put to flight all them in the valleys, both toward the east and toward the west. And they came with the children of Benjamin and Judah to the hold unto David. And David went out to meet him, and answered and said unto him, if ye come peaceably unto me to help me, mine heart shall be knit unto you. But if ye come to betray me to mine enemies, seeing there is no wrong in mine hands, the God of our fathers, look thereon and rebuke it. Then the Spirit came unto Amasai, who was chief of the captains, and he said, Thine are we, David, and on thy side. Thou son of Jesse, peace, peace be unto thee. And peace be to thine helpers, for thy God helpeth thee. Then David received them and made them captains of the band. And there fell some of Manasseh to David, when he came with the Philistines against Saul to battle. But they helped them not, for the lords of the Philistines, upon advisement, sent him away, saying, He will fall to his master Saul to the jeopardy of our heads. As he went to Ziglag, there fell to him Manasseh, Adnah, and Jazabad, and Jediel, and Michael, and Jazabad, and Elihu, and Zilthi, captains of the thousands that were of Manasseh. And they helped David against the band of the rovers, for they were all mighty men of valor, and were captains in the host. For at that time, day by day, there came to David to help him until it was a great host like the host of God. Then we have those fighting men who stood with David after the whole kingdom of Israel was united, beginning in verse 23. And these are the numbers of the bands that were ready, armed to the war, and came to David to Hebron to turn the kingdom of Saul to him according to the word of the Lord. And the children of Judah that bear shield and spear were six thousand and eight hundred, ready armed to the war. Of the children of Simeon, mighty men of valor for the war, seven thousand and one hundred. Of the children of Levi, four thousand and six hundred. And Jehoiada was the leader of the Aaronites, and with him were three thousand and seven hundred. And Zadok, a young man mighty of valor, out of his father's house twenty and two captains. And of the children of Benjamin, the kindred of Saul, three thousand, for hitherto the greatest part of them had kept the ward of the house of Saul. And of the children of Ephraim, twenty thousand and eight hundred, mighty men of valor, famous throughout the house of their fathers. And of the half-tribe of Manasseh, eighteen thousand, which were expressed by name to come and to make David king. And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do, the heads of them were two hundred, and all their brethren were at their commandment. Of Zebulun, such as went forth to battle, expert in war with all instruments of war, fifty thousand, 
which could keep rank, they were not of double heart. And of Naphtali, a thousand captains, and with them, with shield and spear, thirty and seven thousand. And of the Danites, expert in war, twenty and eight thousand and six hundred. And of Asher, such as went forth to battle, expert in war, forty thousand. And on the other side of Jordan, of the Reubenites and the Gadites, and of the half-tribe of Manasseh, with all manner of instruments of war for the battle, and hundred and twenty thousand. All these men of war that could keep rank came with a perfect heart to Hebron to make David king over all Israel. And all the rest also of Israel were of one heart to make David king. And there they were with David three days, eating and drinking, for their brethren had prepared for them. Moreover, they that were nigh them, even unto Issachar and Zebulun and Naphtali, brought bread on asses and on camels and on mules and on oxen, and meat, meal, cakes of figs, and bunches of raisins, and wine, and oil and oxen and sheep abundantly, for there was joy in Israel." Now, of those who rode with David prior to his rise over all Israel, the men in verses 1 through 7 here are datable to the 16 months before Saul's death. Beginning with verse 23, we see the men who came to Hebron after the seven and a half years of reign there to turn the whole kingdom of Israel over to David. Finally, in this chapter, if you're going to be king, you need a really big army. Well, we have listed then the really big army consisting of the tribes that came to support David. Now, in the written notes of BibleTrack.org, I have a chart showing the names of the tribes and how many uh, they supplied for David's army. You can take a look at that if you want to, and you'll find that chart quite helpful, I'm sure. So David went from his little army consisting of just 6,800 men from Judah to a massive army of nearly 340,000, almost overnight, just prior to taking Jerusalem from the Jebusites. Obviously, the northern tribes had deviated from God's plan with the inclusion of Levites. You'll notice the army included Levites, the Aaronites and Zadok also in their army. It should be noted that an army of 340,000 plus was and is an overwhelming force in that region of the world. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Fayette Bible Church, Paul Walton.